0: You're listening to Tech Recruit, a podcast that educates talent acquisition and recruitment professionals on innovation to attract talent across all industries. We're glad you're here. Welcome to the Dueling Sorcerer Show. In this show, we show that there's more than one way to source talent. And today we have with us Aaron Matthew and Jennifer Jones. Welcome to the show, ladies all right thank friend. you for having us <laughs> we are going to uh turn to the our panelists here and see what we're going to start with what are we going to be sourcing for to, for today
1: so we are going to be sourcing for more of the niche clinical roles we always hear a lot about sourcing methods for uh, nurses and physicians however um, there's a lot more to the medical world than just that. Um, and I believe that um, even though Jennifer and I are both now in government contracting, uh, we both came from a healthcare background prior to that. Is that that's correct, right? Jennifer? Oh no, I came from rolling gas. Yes, so <laughs> oh, I okay, wait a minute. I, I don't know why I thought you came from healthcare, but, <laughs> um, I, but yes, I
0: actually did come from a healthcare um, industry. My first job out of college was a financial analyst with an HMO. So uh, this oh. will be a really interesting show,
1: yeah. Yeah, um, so I, I personally suggested uh, doing a little bit with uh, licensed clinical social workers, as well as dietitians because when I was uh, with a dialysis company, those were some of the more challenging roles. And back then I, I wasn't really into advanced sourcing or anything like that. And now I look back at how easy it could have been so these are all the methods for, I guess, any of my friends that are still with that company. So this one's for you. <laughs> so um, I guess I'll, I'll start off first with uh, just some simple methods on how to find uh, licensed social workers. Um, and basically what they do, or at least what they did in the setting that I was in, um, they, they did everything possible to enable patients to have um, as successful a treatment as possible while being in dialysis. So that sometimes um, necessitated providing ongoing education for families and what kinds of resources are available to them and to really find any barriers that would um, affect any kind of adherence for them to get treatment. So um, in all of the states that I would source for licensed social workers, they needed a master's degree and also to be licensed at the master's level. So that added an extra um, layer of challenge for that. So. I'm gonna start off by sharing my screen and we'll do just a very simple Boolean search. And I'm gonna kind of show you the uh, trail of breadcrumbs that came about as I was uh, searching for this. So I'm just gonna do file type, PDF, resume or CV. Oops. And then quotations, licensed, Master Social Worker or LMSW. And then I'm going to put in my, did I spell license correct? Uh, We'll find out anyways. (laughs) And then I add my exclusions minus jobs, minus sample, minus template, and we will see what comes up. I spelled something wrong, of course. Uh, I'm relying way too much on uh, actual on uh, <laughs> uh, autocorrect. Okay, that is not the result I had before. Okay, I'm just going to copy and paste the string. I'm sorry, guys. It's been one of those days already. All right, here we go. Um, So we've got this guy named Paul. Uh, Let's take a look at his resume and see if he fits our description for a licensed master social worker. And oh my gosh, this page is removed. But look what I've got right here. I have the Wayback Machine Chrome extension installed and I have it running at all times because what this does is if any of these pages were ever archived previously, then you can see the archived version. And I have been able to access a lot of resumes that have been removed from the internet with this. And it's fantastic. So uh, we've got the Masters of Social Work. He graduated in 2009. Uh, Looks like he's based in Lansing, Michigan. Uh, Another thing that I like to look up when I am dealing with social workers is uh, I want to make sure that their license is current because that saves you a lot of trouble on the back end if you submit them to a hiring manager. So if we look here, he does in fact have his social worker license listed. A lot of them will on their resumes, which is fantastic. So let's copy and paste this. Um, So if you're ever sourcing for social workers, you always want to refer to the Association of Social Work Boards. This will allow you to look up a license in any state. So we'll go down to Michigan. Then we can verify if this guy is, in fact, current. And there we go. So let's take a look. His license, okay, it looks like this is an old version of his license. So that one expired in 2015. So this was when he was first licensed. Let's take a look at the other one. And there we go. His license is good until 2022. So that's fantastic. So, as I was going down this rabbit hole, I, I kind of realized wait a minute, what is stopping me from looking for every possible licensed person in the state of Michigan? And in fact, they have a drop down menu. So we can look up master social worker. Oops, I didn't mean to hit clear. And here we have pages and pages of master social workers, hopefully with current licenses. So this is something that you could easily scrape. And then when you click into any of these licenses, you can look for details specifically where they're located. This person's in Kalamazoo. You can tell when their licenses expire to keep that in mind. So just a very simple OSINT way to look up social workers. I wish I would have thought of something so simple back when I was actually sourcing for them, but I hope that you were able to find that tip helpful. So um, I am going to turn it over to Jennifer for the next tip that she wants to share for whichever role that is.
2: Sure. so let me see Yeah, okay, let me share my screen so for me these roles were a bit um out of my league because they primarily work you know i worked oil and gas and then i worked a lot of IT roles. So for me, I was really. Let me, let me go ahead and this um, I wasn't really sure um, where to begin. So that's whenever I jumped into HireTool. They have a really great section um, for U.S. healthcare. So I went in here and I packed in dietitian. So I wanted to look at what types of certifications would a dietitian have? So here I typed in really quickly. You can type in, um, let me go ahead and clear all this out. And it gives you a lot of data. There's 91,000 in the candidate pool. Um, specialist, nutritionist, registered dietitian, dietitian, nutrition education—just some different specialties. You do some um, indication of what states that um, there's really a huge influx of um, people. California has uh, definitely has the most quantity. New York, um, Texas, Pennsylvania, Florida. Um, And here are just some certifications that you can look for. And then, um, so then I wanted to narrow it down even further. So we definitely want a registered dietitian here. So, oh, let me go back down here. So, and it pops right up for you and that narrows down our candidate pool to 45,000. So, um, Tool will allow you to start sourcing from here. Obviously, I don't want to because that's gonna be bring me 42,000 people, which is uh, excessive. So, um, what I was thinking is, okay, well, why don't we just see what information is already out there publicly? So, um, let me open my tab. I think it was on this one. So I said, okay, well, let me just see. So I typed in um, who would already have their information and have already just publicly on um, the internet where I can just go ahead and scrape their emails. So I did a quick search um, and found I've got. Um, dietitians with their email addresses right here. So I ran this quick search and I was able to find 8,770 results. So very quickly, I've got um, a registered dietitian right here, Kristen Lindsay. We can go ahead and click on her, open her up and check her out. And of course, I'm not logged into my LinkedIn. (laughs) But yeah, so there's her information there. Um, And gives you all the details about her. But the great thing here is that um, I've already got her Gmail. Right here. So then I just very quickly go into my data miner, Chrome extension Use my Google X-ray LinkedIn, run it, and everybody that I just pulled, I've already got their their uh, Gmails. Everybody there that was on that page, I've got their LinkedIn URL, all their Gmail accounts, and you can do this for Hotmail, whichever you know email address that you would like. So, um, very quickly, I was able to obtain an, um That, that information um, just with that very very simple boolean of course you can get more detailed um, depending on which certification which state um, we didn't narrow it down to which location we were talking about but um, again um, this gives you a little bit more information I like to go you know on higher tool or you know whichever sites to get a little bit more detail into the Canada pool. So um yeah, so I can go ahead and move it back to Aaron. So there's um my dietitian.
1: <laughs> awesome, thanks so much. Uh so uh yes, I am going to be annoying and uh you know, it wouldn't be a dueling sorcerers with Aaron without uh going to Reddit. So that's what we're going to do. I go ahead and share my screen when I when I find it? <laughs> there we go. Okay. I'm uh, gonna hide the meeting controls because those are distracting. Okay. So I'm gonna go to Reddit. This is a fun and very scary place. However, it is also home to many professional communities. And as soon as we started preparing for this, I, I had to check out: is there a social work community? And in fact, there is. So we're gonna take a little tour of that. Uh, so every community on Reddit is set up a little bit differently. Some are moderated better than others. Um, for this one, I, what I was ideally looking for in the filter by flares sl- section, um, this is customizable by every single community owner and some of them include things like job postings and that's always kind of a gold mine if you can find something like that. Um, There's a couple of developer communities that are a little bit more into that where they like to confine all job postings or job seeking posts into one mega thread. This one unfortunately does not have that. So that kind of signals to me that the admins aren't too keen on recruiters actually being there to, um, you know, recruit for those purposes. That doesn't mean that we can't find ways around that though. Um, so I always look for uh, different rules to read through to make sure that I don't violate any of those while I'm interacting with the community. And uh, they also provide a lot of helpful links, which we will get to in just a second. Um, but what, I, what stood out to me under the rules was uh, no asking for... Oh, wait a minute. Did I not read this before? No asking looking for jobs. Okay they maybe they don't have a sticky thread anyways um what they did have that i i thought was kind of cool is they have a salary mega thread so this is where everybody goes in and they talk about what qualifications they have where they're located what they're currently making what kind of benefits they have so if i want to view the entire discussion and i say like i want to find someone that is located in Oklahoma. Spelled Oklahoma wrong. There we go. Um, I'm an LSMW under uh, supervision of LCSW, substance abuse therapist, making $40,000 a year. So, um, this is someone that we could essentially reach out to if we were looking in the state of Oklahoma. So, this is quite a large thread. Um, It's just really cool information that you can find in here. Um, But another thing that stood out to me uh, was there's uh, a couple of communities that they recommended as being helpful, which was Grad Cafe. I had actually never heard of this platform before, um, but this is basically a page that tags all of the social work posts. So what we have here is a forum about people discussing uh, applications to master's programs, how to get financial aid, um, passing their exam pretty much anything so um, I thought okay this is an easy way that I can possibly index this website so I think it's important to uh, go over how to index a profile of any kind of website um, you know that if you're looking for profiles so we've got this person's username and what we're gonna need to do is just manipulate the URL we can see right here that the unique identifier is this part of the url right here where we've got the user id as well as their username so what i'm going to do is i'm going to delete out this part and then i'm going to put in an asterisk well if it'll let me do that but we'll copy and paste this for right now so we're going to put them into a google search i'm going to put in little asterisk and that fills in the missing information so then you'll also put site colon and this is going to give us all of the user profiles on this particular forum so another thing that I noticed was that user profiles well this user profile didn't disclose that um, but something that they have is their grad year or their uh, their start date. So let's say I want someone that's probably graduated by now. We could say fall 2016. Oops. Now I need the quotations here. Fall 2016, and then we can say M.S.W. There we go. We've got 146 results for masters of social work that started in fall of 2016. So, and we could also switch that to dietitian. Get a two for there. Oh, weird. Oh, dietetics for nutrition. That's what it's listed as. Only three results, but. You get the idea <laughs> so um, I use that method quite often for a lot of forums that have user profiles um, the biggest thing is really just finding if the uh, URL contains a unique identifier and then you can put in the little asterisk and then you can index all the other profiles by whatever information that you want to find and sometimes it's also by indexing information that's unique to every profile as well so uh i will turn it back over to jennifer
2: all right so here we go i'm going to do the psychologist all right oh get over to out. So, so I'm going to do a quick search here for some psychologists. Um, so I'm going to do a couple of power filters here. Well just one. US work authorization here and um, so we've got 182,000 results obviously we need to narrow that down. Um, We don't have any specific locations, so um, let's look for degrees. We want somebody with probably a PhD or a Psi D. So let's go ahead and narrow it down to people with PhDs. And that brings us to 66,000 candidates. Now let's go down to um, certifications. So we obviously want somebody who's a licensed psychologist, licensed clinical psychologist. Um, So that is definitely gonna get us narrowed down. And that brings us down to 3,226. Very quickly, we went from, you know, who wasn't hundred and, I don't know, hundred and something, thousand to 326 licensed um, psychologist within the United States. Much better numbers. Now, if we're looking for somebody, um, let's say, what region are we looking at? Go ahead and throw out New York. Now we're down to 251 licensed psychologists within New York City. Oh, what just happened? My computer just decided to go crazy. Okay, sorry about that. So then you can quickly grab these and add all of them to a project or uh, grab their emails, um, get all the candidate emails, add them to a project, or you can simply export them directly into your ATS, or you can even email them. So um, you can get this even more... You can use keywords, as your boolean in here. If you want to get more in detail, if you want a school psychologist, if you want a forensic psychologist, if you want a neuropsychologist, here's ones right here, which means all of that. Um, So definitely you can get more in detail. Let's go here um, and put in um, school because uh, I bet they're in high demand right now so that narrowed it down to 164 in school psychologist so let's just bring that over here and put that in parentheses There is a 52 certified school psychologist in the state of New York, or in New York City. So very quickly, I could grab these, email them, in um, that very quick search via SeekOut. Um, so, and I can show you guys how to do that. So let's go ahead and select all. Actually, let's go down here because I got to do, I got to make this more on the page. Oh, show 100 per page because I don't want to tab, tab, tab. I want to go ahead and grab all their emails.
0: And get their emails.
2: And as you can see, it's already pulled several emails for us. We've got Gmail's. And you can either grab, go ahead and email them there or you can upload them to your ATS, you know, whichever you want to do. And then from here, you can export all 52. Um, and it's probably going to give me a second to export Um, download to your computer and then it comes out into a excel file.
1: Hey, Jennifer, do you ever look at the people insights on SeekOut? That's a feature that I personally love about the platform.
2: Which feature?
1: The the people insights. You see right where it says fifty two
2: candidates to the right of it. Oh it yeah, yeah you- absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. So yeah, and this shows you. It has a direct link to their LinkedIn profile. So you can message them on LinkedIn uh, if you have a seat. um, You can email them there or message them on LinkedIn or you can direct email them. So I didn't give it enough time to pull all their emails, but before I exported, but you get the gist. Um, So this has all their info here. That. And um so. and then and here's the people insights to give yeah, you what I
1: like about this is like it's it doesn't just give you the percentages, it actually leads you to the candidates that are part of those statistics. Like you can click view candidates for everyone that's listed within that data. Mm-hmm.
2: Gives you more information about what com- where, where they're at. So most of these candidates were at St. John's University, um, NYU and Columbia past title, school psychologists, obviously, cause that was, you know, what I was searching for. Some of their skills, diversity, talent, and years of experience, years in role, what universities they went to, what their majors were, um, country of origin, what industry, company size, it gives you all types of information. So definitely great. Um, great information here top interest music cooking dogs <laughs> so definitely some good information here so um, yeah I will go ahead and sh- uh, flip it back over to Aaron
1: all right um... See, I think you need to, oh, it stopped sharing. There we go. (laughs) Sorry. No worries. Okay. So I'm going to go back to my browser. So I'm going to go back to sourcing for dieticians. So one of my favorite things to do for any kind of clinical roles, uh, or really this can be applied to any industry, is try to find any of the meet our team pages. So uh, this string is going to search organizations like that. So site, we're going to use that asterisk again to fill in the missing information. I love that wild card operator. It's my favorite one. Yes, I'm a nerd and have a favorite Boolean operator. Um, So I'm going to do .org because a lot of hospital organizations are are listed under .org. Some are under .com, just depending on whether it's a for-profit or not-for-profit hospital. So we can try both. And then I'm going to type in quotations, meet our team.
2: That's good. Yeah. Because they definitely publicly put that out there. They do.
1: And it's right for the pickings for us. That's right. Okay. so then. here we've got, uh, meet our clinical nutrition department, meet our team North Shore Medical Center. Let's take a look here, see who it brought back. Oh, look at this, we got pictures, we got names, we got RD certifications. We've got every little bit of information that we can to stock them online. These are all bits of information that we can plug right into a search engine, where they went to the university, a little, uh, keywords about where they've been before. So all of these people are searchable on LinkedIn. We can copy their pictures, drop them into Google Image Search, any way that we can find to contact them. Let's see something going on in the chat here. <laughs> Some of those people are in my area. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so funny Lenore. That's amazing. Um But yeah, um, I actually have a similar method that I wanted to talk about for social work again. So um, a good tip that I like to give people in general, if there is a position that requires a license that um, also requires an exam, look for test prep support materials or tutors. That's always a great way to find people that are experts in that field, but maybe also tutor part-time So I actually found a website called Social Work Test Prep. I'll just put that into the browser here. And maybe it will come up, running a little slow. Okay, so I take a look at this website, not much there. I wish that these things were clickable because then I could image search all of these people, but it's a first name only and the state that they're from, not to say that this couldn't be a fun hackathon question but um i don't have time for that right now <laughs> so I went, I went to the get started link just to see and my computer is still running slow because our internet's down and i'm running off the hotspot. yay okay so resources uh what i noticed is that they have a blog And what I also noticed is that when I scrolled down, there were a couple of posts that were titled Meet the Tutors. So, again, we're going to manipulate the URL. And I will show you how that turned out. Go back to our Google search engine. So, it's going to be in URL, and then I've got the URL for social work test prep slash blog slash posts, and then I have in quotations, meet the tutor. Come on, let's go. Okay. And then it's got the profiles of all the people that have done a blog post about being an LS, LMSW test tutor. It's got their bio, so once again, we've got identifying information where we can stock them online. Fun stuff. All right. And I will turn it back over to Jennifer.
2: I know we talked about um, doing like salary expectations and stuff like that. So let me, I know there's a couple of different tools that we can use for that. Let me see, so one of those I've got, um, I know HireTool has that, so let me see, they have a section called Insights, so I'm going to go here, and I'm going to go ahead and just show insights for that psychologist school psychologist in NYC. Let me just go ahead and do you go ahead and generate what from that. So HireTool was able to find 629 total professionals. Of course, we didn't get um, all the licensing and everything. I didn't put all that in here. So um, let's just go ahead and scroll down here and get some more information. They also found St. John's University as being the top pass company so very similar greater new york and this is um new york city metro area as well and this gives you salary data so the average salary is right between 70 to 90k um going up to 100 and the highest paid salary is 150 to 170 um so We're right at about here. Um, So 70 to 130, I guess would be our median range. More skewed to the 70 to 90 range as our salary. Diversity, there's 76%, which is also what SeekOut found. Interesting data. More people are in the 10 years plus range of experience. Four plus years in current roles or current company and 10 plus years in current roles. So, um, and then also St. John's University is the top school. And then PhD is top degree earned. Um, and these are the top majors: psychology, school psychology, applied or behavioral analysis, education, counseling, etc., and so forth. So there's also other tools. Um, and you can use this data, and you can also start AI sourcing from here. You can get more detail, of course. And then you can also export this data and send it to your hiring managers. Um, well, I like to use kind of both between Seekout and Hire Tool because they both, I think, are extremely valuable. They both pull great data, and this is what the an example of that would look like for you that you could just quickly pull and send to your hiring team.
1: I'll admit I've never done this with Hire Tool. I didn't even realize it was an option. Oh (laughs) yeah. I've done it in SeekOut, but not, uh, not hire Tool.
2: Really? Um, yeah. I've done it in SeekOut and hire Tool and Talent Neuron, so. Oh yeah, we've got Talent Neuron too. That's a fantastic tool. All, all three of them. I like to kind of see which one I like to pull um, from all three just to kind of make see um, um, which da- if the data is all lining up. And, and typically, they're really close unless I'm, my search is just way off. <laughs> and then that's a me issue. So, <laughs> so, um, so, but yeah, um, but yeah. So Tools, SeekOut, and neuron all have these features, so. Great stuff. All right, I'll send it back over to you, Erin. Awesome.
1: Okay, so um, I'll admit I worked through all of my examples that I had ready to go, but I did see the legendary Greg Hawks commenting in the uh, chat that you can source for dietitians on Pinterest, which makes total sense, uh, you know, because what a great place to post recipes and health conscious foods and things like that. So why don't we, uh, why don't we give it a try?
2: <laughs> oh, I I when know you. Yeah, Pinterest is a great idea. Yeah, I've, I've actually sourced for UX
1: designers there and there was one episode of Dueling Sorcerers where I did that. Um, lean and green. Okay, let's see here. We're going so to start
2: first, following you on green. Pinterest now. so
1: yeah yeah so let's take a look at what exactly we need to do in order to index profiles on interest um so it looks like this person has some healthy recipes, but this doesn't look like the actual profile page, so we'll just go to my sad little profile um so well yeah, it might have been correct okay um, so with this, once again, we're going to look at manipulating the URL so that we can actually index profiles that maybe say dietitian within their bio. So I'm going to copy this URL, hide these floating meeting controls in Zoom. So annoying. Okay. so. Um, We are going to take the unique identifier, which was eSheely. I really need to change that username because that is no longer my name. Um, And then what else can we do? Sometimes it helps to take some text from the actual page. Um, Like, for example, we can put following because that's going to be on every user profile. probably don't even need to put it in quotations, but whatever. That's not what I wanted to happen. I put it in the wrong search bar. What is wrong with me? <laughs> um, where did I go? Okay. Let's try this again. So we're going to do site command colon and get rid of my unique ID. And we'll put following. And then. doing something wrong here I'm making a syntax error but that's the beauty of live sourcing okay well it led us to one person that's a dietitian I know I'm doing something wrong here (laughs) all right anyways I agree Pinterest is a great place for finding dietitians Instagram, too. A lot of people actually put that in their user bios.
2: Bit mapped. Check yeah. her out. For him. I don't know.
1: Let's try Instagram.
2: Oh, I'm ah. sure Instagram is overloaded. Look at that.
1: Deanna Wolf. MS, RDN, Food Freedom Coach. Wonderful, she even looks like an influencer.
2: <laughs> and I think she's getting married.
1: I know. Oh, you know what? <laughs> we could we could do something even creepier. We could find her wedding registry, send her something <laughs> on it and say, hey, let's chat about an open role that we have. I know people have done that with Amazon registries. <laughs> But
2: we won't be creepy today.
1: <laughs> All
2: right. Now, I have so, seen, um, I have seen the wedding and the Amazon registries. Yes. I've been able to find those. I've even been able to find uh, VIN numbers for vehicles.
1: <laughs> really? I haven't gone that far.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Not to be weird. <laughs> I mean, if it's out there. It is out there. It is out there. It is out there. Whatever you put on the internet. no there. Too much. Fair <laughs> so, game. Exactly. Um, exactly. It's fair game. You put it on the internet. It's fair game. <laughs> so did you have any other methods that you wanted to share? or uh, I think that was everything knowledge? that we had prepared. Um, is there any questions you guys had um, in the chat? see my oh hey Stacy hey
0: let me <laughs> why can't I see myself <laughs> oh oh because I turned my um but you can see me so that's perfect okay oh it's not showing me on the there it is okay We there were some questions I was gonna backtrack just a little bit between the two of you because I I love that you were going back and forth Jen between the hire tool and the seek out and I find this fascinating that you're also using Talent Neuron and the LinkedIn Insights or I think somebody in the chat had said they really liked the LinkedIn Insights. So I'm curious, like you said, you pull the different data from each of those tools. Mm -hmm. Is there one that you really use most often? Because I don't think everybody can afford all those licenses. Um, But is there one that you feel that really, if you, that was maybe your go-to, your favorite, if you can only choose one I would probably be
2: Talent Neuron.
0: Really? Oh, for the Insights portion?
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Not for Sourcing. It would probably be Talent
2: Neuron, because I think it's probably the most accurate, but I definitely, for Insights, I'd probably be Talent Neuron. But I do like to pull it, um, I do like to pull it from all three.
1: I would agree Talent Neuron's my favorite, Um, mostly because it provides you a general salary range for the skills that you enter. And then it even gives you sort of like a spread of different salaries based on seniority level. And then it also gives you an infographic about where all the talent in the location is concentrated. And it's kind of explained a lot of, uh, you know, gaps in in, in salary expectations where I'm like, oh, most of the people are working for Apple in that location. It's no wonder that the salary is is skewed in that area. You know, they they tend to
2: trend higher. It gives you a map, a geolocation map of where all the talent is nationwide. So it gives you like a hot, a hot map, a hot and cold map. So whenever you're working on a role and you can't find talent, like you'll get some roles that are in way crazy locations and, and you send it to the hiring manager and you're like, this role is in a real cold location. So that's why I can't find people. So I, I like it. Um, what, exact to what you were saying, Aaron. Um yeah, and it also
1: gives you diversity indexes as well. It's, it's mm-hmm. going to tell you what the diversity concentration is for uh, gender and ethnic diversity as well um, and how difficult it is going to be able to find a diverse candidate in that location. And if the talent pool isn't that big for the area you're searching in, it gives you the top 10 cities where it is. So mm-hmm. that gives you options to look somewhere if the position offers relocation. So that's something that I've used quite a lot.
2: Right, absolutely. Definitely, definitely a big Talent Neuron fan. So you you kind of
0: alluded a little bit to my next follow up question was, when do you pull these type of insights data? I mean, it's like market mapping and um, do you pull it at the onset of, of when you get a new position and before you meet with the hiring manager or do you pull that information once there's a problem and they're like, how come we're not finding data? No.
2: No, what that's- we get a new role.
0: Well, yeah, from- that's before the
1: intake. They, they get the report and they get to review. That way, if they have any questions about what the data means, we're prepared to answer that. And also it helps us to anticipate any roadblocks that we see before we even open the role and I think that sometimes expectations are even realigned after seeing a report like that.
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. <laughs> when they're like, we need to see your top 100 data scientists pronto, <laughs> It's like, let me show you this data I have. Um, it really helps set those expectations. Yeah. Um, okay. So. That's on the talent insight side. I also didn't know that Hire Tool and uh, Seek Out. I mean, I guess they, I, I assume they did it to a certain extent, but um, I, I didn't know that it was on par with maybe LinkedIn's insights or Talent Neuron that you would, that it, I, I thought it might be just like their own data insights. But I think, you uh, Jen, you were looking at the salary data. Curi- I'm always curious where that data actually comes from, because when I've looked at salary calculators, I'm like, that is so off. Like, I, I mean, maybe there's a bell curve or an average there, but I know people are getting paid X, Y, Z in this region. Um, do you know where that data comes from? Helen well,
1: Neuron comes from Gartner.
0: Yeah, um, so- I, In the salary part. It, I, I think higher at- tools.
2: People publicly put their data out there on the internet. Um, yep. People will publicly uh, just list their da- salary on different websites, uh-huh. um, and so they're pulling all their all these salary the salary info from various different websites. If you go on Indeed and Glassdoor, people are publicly putting their salary information out there, so that's where they're gathering all this data from. Even on Indeed, I mean, not Indeed, on LinkedIn, people put their salary information in, in there. Um, so that's where they're gathering all this information.
0: Okay, so. so now the sourcing tool. So we talked a little bit about the insights tools that we're looking at. What would, other than the Boolean and the free, but if you were to use a tool like HireTool or SeekOut, and I don't know if either one of you have endorsements with them or, or anything like that, um, do you have a preference? Because I saw you using both, but is there one that if you had one, what would you use? Seek out. Why? Why do you think um, Seek out? Gosh, I don't want to
1: get myself in trouble here. Um. Because they were
0: started <laughs> by a bunch of guys from Microsoft. <laughs> um,
1: um,
0: I, I just find that the
1: the results for my searches are much closer to what I'm actually looking for when I get the results from seek out much closer and the contact information uh, as of late has been much more accurate.
2: I think that it depends on the role for me. Yeah. For me, it, it just depends because sometimes I get roles where there's not gonna be a 100% bet. There's not. There's no way because I get these purple squirrel roll job. <laughs> that there's, there's no way I can get an ex. I can put the bullion in and it's, you know, this magnificent, beautiful bullion string and I'll put it in seek out and <laughs> like, there's going to be one person <laughs> Yeah. And or three, you know, nationwide and, and I'll, and I'll go back and tweak it and tweak it. And there's still, Maybe four people, and so then I put the information into higher Tool, and it broadens it out, and it'll give me the eighty percenter. And so I just go back and forth. So I, I think they're both have their strengths. I think they both have their strengths, and they both have their weaknesses. I think they're both great tools. Um, I I, I use them both. I I think they're both great. I think they're both really just wonderful tools. Um, yeah, it just, it really just depends on the role. Mm-hmm. Some of them, um, I, I immediately go to seek out. Some of them, I, you know, I, I gotta go to hire tools. So it, it just, it just depends. Yeah.
0: And I imagine you get some overlap, but um, yeah. If, I mean, if you have a license for both of those, psh, and you got the time <laughs> to go in there and like, do the comparison, you're like, I use all those. Awesome. I, I was going to ask you too, Jen, um, <clears throat> do you also just go in and, and create the Booleans? Cause I know we didn't do much of that. And Aaron was really like throwing in the Booleans and doing that sort of thing. So it sounds like you do.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We just didn't, I didn't have the, I didn't have a, a job description, so I wasn't sure. What, <laughs> I, I didn't know what kind of Boolean string to create. So I wasn't, uh, yeah. Oh no, it was, it was perfect. I think,
0: and, and I think, you know, Erin even had, you know, when she was putting her bullions and writing the strings together, sometimes you're just like, you don't know what you don't know. And there's certain terms out there. And I think when I'm writing bullions, I often think, well, what if there's other words for this or what if there's other terms that I'm not even thinking about? And um, you know, and that often comes up, you know, where you have a position and then you'll speak with the hiring manager and you're like, you know, we actually call these, this, title or something you're just like why didn't you t- <laughs> why didn't you tell me that um so in writing the Booleans I think Erin had mentioned one of her favorites because I was gonna I was gonna I wrote it down as a question what's her favorite um uh, Boolean operator and you you had uh, mentioned that earlier in the show Erin what was your favorite Boolean operator
1: it's the asterisk so that's basically your wildcard uh Boolean operator it fills in the missing information that's that's how I source pretty much any social site that I, I'm not familiar with. I look for the unique identifiers, whether that's within the URL or sometimes that's within the actual uh, the, the actual page. Like for example, on GitHub, the one thing that always identifies a profile page is the text block or report. So those are little things that you can put in to make sure that you can index specifically profiles to find what you're looking for on just about any site.
0: Mm, so interesting. Um, I'm always curious if you have a Boolean cheat sheet or a book that you just have on your desk that you're like, oh, what is that? Uh, and you like look it up. A mouse mousepad. I,
2: mean,
1: has- <laughs> I used to. Um, I think in, until you get really I almost like muscle memory for for writing Boolean strings. It's definitely necessary to have something like that. Now I kind of look at other people's Boolean strings to get ideas more than anything now. I don't really write a lot of long Boolean strings. Some people do. Um, I tend to keep mine a little bit shorter.
2: You know you're getting bad whenever you start Skyping people and you're using Boolean operators while you're sitting there having a normal conversation. Because that happens to me all the time. <laughs> Funny Unless story, I tried to use. And
0: they're
1: like, yeah. <laughs> I, I tried using Boolean operators when I was talking to Siri on my phone, and it didn't work. <laughs> because I, I got really mad when I was trying to play a song, and it kept defaulting to the live version. And I tried to put the minus symbol in front of live to get rid of that, and it <laughs> didn't recognize it at all. <laughs>
0: I, I had a. I'm looking for a car right now. I'm searching for a new car because my car got hit, and so they're trashing it. And so I'm as I'm doing my search, I'm like, I don't want to see this car, or this make, or that. And there's no way to like, you know, put it out of I, the search. And and I think it's Auto Trader. You know, you can totally use it on Auto Trader. I did it on Cars.com. You wrote a bullion for your. car.
2: <laughs> You're gonna have to <laughs> say a you think I'm lying. I no I don't think you're lying. Accurate MDX. You think I'm lying. I beast moded whenever I was looking for cars.
0: You are gonna send me that bullion string.
2: Was, I'm, like I'm like in the like car. nationwide for my car. <laughs> and I was using bullion strings to look for my car. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Hello. I, I don't wanna see any Mitsubishi. I, I did. I did. Mm-hmm. Mm. I I like
1: a bullion for shopping.
2: I was. My husband was just watching me while I was doing it. (laughs) He thought I was nuts. He still thinks I'm nuts. It's okay.
0: And then later when he has a question of the search, he's going to come to you. Just watch.
2: He does. You should have seen the guys at the dealership whenever I got there.
0: (laughs) Wait, did you show him your your search?
2: (laughs) No, I saw the car come up. Because I had a search. I had the... uh, I had the search, like the automatic search going. And so it like popped up. This <laughs> is embarrassing.
0: I don't know. I think he was giving you some respect there. He was like, whoa, all right. It, you wanna job up.
2: <laughs> it was right in my price range and it popped up and I called the dealership. Um, Cause it was way under price. And I called the dealership and I was like, did y'all just get this car in your inventory? And they were like, <laughs> and I said, "Oh, we could. Um, we should do a whole show on on that, maybe." Um, I, I headed over there with like they got the car in their inventory. They hadn't even they hadn't even put it on the lot or cleaned it, and I went over there and bought it.
0: Oh, if only like um, recruiting and hiring could be <laughs> just as simple. Um, this has been a fantastic show, ladies. Thank you, friends, so much for everybody for joining us on the Dueling Sorcerers Show. Um, at our new time, we've, we've moved it up. And thank you, Aaron, because I was going to try to stick it at the old time, but I really needed to do it an hour later because we have kids going back to school now. So uh, every Tuesday at 10 AM Pacific Standard Time, I'm in Los Angeles. And we really appreciate everybody tuning in. Quickly, before we head out Aaron and Jennifer I want to know how uh, our audience can get hold of you if they have any questions Aaron you go first where can people find you
1: uh, so you can find me on LinkedIn uh, the end of my LinkedIn URL is Aaron Matthew Sorcer, so practice your skills with unique identifiers and URLs and that's Aaron Matthew with 1t no s Aaron Matthew Sorcer. so if you find that in the URL that's me
2: um, you guys, are, I don't know my LinkedIn URL. Shoot, sorry. Um, <laughs> there's so many Jennifer Joneses, too. I'm just telling you. <laughs> there's, there's so many Jennifer Joneses, but you guys can just do a quick boolean for Jennifer Jones at SAIC on LinkedIn. Or you are welcome to email me at jones at SAIC.com if you want to get in touch with me.
0: Very exciting stuff. Well, we thank you so much once again. And for all of those who are joining us, you want to find more information on these shows and more, uh, go to techrecruit.io. We'll be back here every week. And tomorrow we have the Talent Analytics Show, where we're going to be talking about how to digitally transform your company with data and hiring. And we have Jonathan, who is the head of people analytics for Nordstrom, which, by the way, ladies, did you know it's Nordstrom, singular, not Nordstroms? was it just me who thought that (laughs) 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 all right have yourself a wonderful day we'll see you next time bye-bye